1: I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Okay, so we we don't like to talk about politics and uh, let alone wars, but sometimes it's hard uh, not to cover this stuff a little bit, especially from an aviation standpoint, because it does affect us. It affects our, our activity, our, our, our reason for existence, which is, you know, flying airplanes, or, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's for existence, but uh, what we like to do in our spare time, right, Dennis, you're with me on that.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I've got a day job, but the- my passion is truly, you know, aviation, as everybody knows. Right.
1: So. And even if you don't fly your own airplane or you're a private pilot, it still affects you because of the commercial travel pretty much everybody is subjected to. And there was a story this week on the war, uh, uh, you know, the thing going on with Russia where, you know, the world is now trying to confiscate boats and, and airplanes of oligarchs and, and all, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's, it's crazy. What's going on, and and one of the things that has happened as a result of all that is that uh, the what, what is AeroLoft? Is that what the Russian Aeroflot. airline? Aeroflot.
2: Well, how do yeah. you say it? Aeroflot.
1: Aeroflot. Aeroflop. <laughs> well.
2: <laughs> Hey, You know, I, yeah. it depends how you pronounce
1: it. They're, they're having issues, and, you know, they lease airplanes like most commercial carriers do, and uh, and, and basically they've flown them all back to Russia because they were, they, they were getting targeted to being repossessed by the leasing companies that own these planes. And now uh, the leasing companies are freaking out because they've flown back to Russia and they can't get their hands on them. And uh, you can't monitor them and do it. They're going to lose their ass, basically, is what <laughs> what's going to happen or what is happening uh, to these airplane leasing companies. So that's, you know, you say, okay, who cares? Well, here here's well, why you should
2: care, right, Dennis? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's going to affect all of us. You know, okay, yeah, it's a commercial airliner. I'm not going to fly that. But the problem is the leasing companies... Uh, it's it's going to trickle down to us. Uh, those finance companies, the insurance companies that are you know going to be backing these leases and whatnot, uh, they're going to wind up taking massive losses, which is going to further exasperate uh, the problems that we're seeing on being able to get affordable insurance, affordable. Uh, you know, rates for uh, loans on our airplanes, et cetera.
1: Look at it this way. You know, Dennis and I live in Florida, and when a hurricane comes through and everybody makes a claim for, you know, damaged roofs and property and stuff like that, uh, the insurance rates go through the roof. And guess what? It doesn't just affect everybody in Florida. They spread that, uh, that you know, that loss across the country to everybody. And, uh, and I would say that's kind of a, you know, a, a similar situation with this with the commercial leasing companies, you think? Is that a fair, like, uh, analogy? Close, yeah. yeah, So, I mean, you know, wh- what does it mean long term? I don't know. But chances are it could be longer uh, or, or more expensive uh, airplane tickets, uh, ultimately, on top of the fact that you get this whole fuel crisis issue. <laughs> so, you'd think that'd be enough. But we might have more problems when it comes to air travel here in the future because of that uh, scenario. So, you know, what I, I will tell you what I thought was very interesting. I was like, okay, you know, they're flying all these aircraft back to Russia. The leasing companies can't get their hands on it, but you know, maybe once this thing gets through, maybe it'll come up with some solution and come up with a truce and they'll get the planes back out of Russia. And they said that, well, they've already written the planes off because now that the leasing companies can't have access to them because of this current situation, they can't monitor the maintenance records. And once they don't uh, have access to that, there's like a, you know, it's like a book with a bunch of dark pages or empty pages, and and it makes the airplane kind of like worthless or something because they don't know how it's been maintained and stuff. Does that make sense?
2: It makes a lot of sense because part of the sanctions against these Russian airlines are that, Boeing can't provide technical support. Uh, the engine manufacturers can't provide parts. So, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to fly the airplane and you know try to make your own parts in Russia to to keep them running, or are they just going to fly them into the ground until it's completely unairworthy? Steal parts off of one airplane to put on another? We don't know. Yeah, um, and that that is definitely going to be a big problem. You know. I, I guess the only uh, positive thing I see out of this is maybe Discovery Channel will relaunch Airplane Repo, right. <laughs> Russia edition or something like that. And we'll see some interesting videos of them trying to repatriate the uh, the aircraft from foreign lands. Right.
1: Yeah, I've, I've heard some stuff about some uh, super yachts. I haven't heard much about the private aircraft yet, but I, I'm sure that's going on. Have you heard anything along those lines?
2: No, uh, I mean, those people were smart enough to get them out of areas um, and pull them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I did see something recently where uh, a Russian billionaire was uh, fined several tens of thousands of dollars for just being on a chartered flight in northern Canada. He's uh, trying to do some sort of a drive around the Arctic Circle or something and was preparing for this trip and uh just just carrying a russian national on a chartered flight was enough to cause almost a $20,000 fine. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're going after quite them. Serious.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's creating issues uh with you know folks that uh, own own uh things that live in Russia, you know, the oligarchs or whoever. All the the rich folks in Russia are being targeted big time. And uh you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying, you know, what does this mean for the rest of us? you know, as far as how this uh, affects industry and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. And, you know, I I just felt it was uh, necessary to get it out there and let you know this is going on, which you may have known, but this is why you should care. And now you know and take it for what it's worth. Now we can move on to more positive things, which is going on in the aviation world. Are you ready, Dennis?
2: I'm ready for this.
1: Yeah. So uh, first up, do we just got to talk about uh, the new milestone that you reached this week?
2: I think that, yeah, that that's I, I, what I think makes it, it is. Awesome. It, it was a milestone for me personally, mm-hmm. but also because it was also a milestone for one of my neighbors. Right. Um, so, as you know, I'm a flight instructor and have been for about three years. However, all of the flight instructing I've done has generally been with people that already have their ratings and want to get refresher training or things like that. Uh, But I have recently taken a new primary student under my wing, literally. And uh, last weekend, I soloed my first student. Excellent. So big deal for me as an instructor to, you know, literally... Let him go. Uh, that that was kind of uh, a little scary. Just you know, this is the first one, mm-hmm. uh, but it was really fun to watch him succeed like that. And obviously, the enthusiasm from him was you know amazing as well. So, so props to my neighbor Kyle. Kyle, uh, congratulations okay. uh, on you your go. first solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it was great because we were able to have several of the neighbors assembled. Uh, the, his dad was there and able to watch him uh, as he flew the same airplane that his dad had soloed. So kind of nice that. The- a, which was now a guy. family connection actually it was a uh, a, a champion tri, uh what is it, a tri champ so it's called a seven fc mm-hmm. and normally they're a tail dragger but for a champion aircraft experimented around and put a nose wheel on a typical champ and so we had a little 90 horsepower tandem seat you know f- instructor in the back pilot up front uh airplane so we've been i've been teaching him in that
1: Excellent. So he, but he still, that. Um, I mean, that's an enclosed cabin, Yes. Yeah, no,
2: right? it's an enclosed cabin, but yeah. it's an older style airplane where it's, you know, tube and fabric, you know, kind of your classic Piper Cub type of an airplane. Right. But it's champ, you know, okay. I and mean, most people recognize a, a champ.
1: Excellent. Um, so you, di- you did the, uh, he, well, Kyle did his solo right there at the air park with you guys. Yep. And you had, sure had an audience the whole thing since it's so it, convenient for everybody. I would imagine so, right?
2: Yeah. Um, and he did fantastic. You know, he did his three takeoffs and landings and, uh, you know, the, the prepared flight instructor had a lawn chair out by the wind sock along with a pair of scissors so we could do the formal, uh, you know, cutting of the shirt tail and right. you know, signed the log books and did it all. So it was, it was a great time, great moment, great achievement for Kyle. I'm really proud of him.
1: Well, props to Kyle. And there you go. So, yeah, he's on his way. Did his first solo. Sounds a little I less uh, eventful than my first solo. <laughs> but that's a whole other story we'll save for another day. More coming up.
0: Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
2: Who dares approach the great and powerful Roz?
1: Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Silence! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201? Silence! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great! But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus vision jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing i think i'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty oh, okay
0: you got me uh, just a man behind the curtain with an aircraft spruce catalog pretty cool though huh you don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane you need aircraft spruce and specialty supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years aircraft spruce and specialty call 877-4-SPRUCE 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraft that's aircraft spruce.com plane radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle
3: I am actually a flight instructor right now. Okay. So, would you want to learn how to fly? I don't know if I would trust me. What got you into it? I've always kind of liked aviation. I like travel. Okay. I wanted to do something different. Do you like traveling? I do really like it. I want to do more of it. Yeah. But if I can get some frequent flyer miles or whatever, if you can hook me up, you got the hookup?
1: You might have to befriend a pilot.
0: I don't know. Okay. I still- I don't go there.
1: This is Just Plain Radio, Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, uh, Tom Haines from AOPA, threatening to join us here before we wrap things up today, but as you heard that little clip from The Bachelor, oh my gosh, it's coming down to the wire, he's probably watching, uh, you know, watching this DVR copy of that uh, right now, but right, uh, as soon as he's done, uh, catching up on The Bachelor and how Rachel has come down to pretty much the final two girls that are uh, vying for The Bachelor's affections. And she's a, you know, she's a flight instructor here in Florida. Um, you know, it's it's getting really, really intense. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Rachel's going to come out on top or not, but uh, wow, what a mess. And uh, Dennis, I know you're, you're just, you're really feeling for this girl, aren't you? Rachel, you, you want her to win The Bachelor. I, it's not really a contest, but you want her to find love, don't you? Come on, you're a fellow pilot. Back her up. I'm a
2: fellow pilot, but I really don't think finding love on a TV show where you're getting voted off is uh, is really going to be a long term strategy. Well, for her. she's I made it to she's the got end. Better
1: options. <laughs> she's made she's made it to the end. She's not getting voted off. It's just a matter of, is she going to come away with the uh, the grand prize of you know having a a new hubby or not? You know. And so I don't know. It's it's a mess, but but God bless her. I, I wish her the best. I hope next week we find out that uh, she's won the whole thing and she's li- she's living happily ever after and flying to her heart's content. And if not, well, uh, you know, she's drowning her tears in the sky. <laughs> she has that to fall back on, or or whatever I guess. So I don't know. We'll see if uh, flight instructor Rachel on The Bachelor makes it. Uh, and, and, and you know, comes away with the the final rose.
2: Well, I think the timing is really interesting that you bring that up, given that it's actually Women in Aviation Week this week going on. And of I think course. we need to be celebrating her achievements as a pilot, as opposed to our participant on this show.
1: Well, we are. I mean, that's why I, we got her back, because she is a fellow aviation enthusiast. She is a flight instructor, so it's only appropriate we we back our own. I mean, we should support her, right? Just
2: like we support the women in aviation. Exactly. Uh, You know, women in aviation is really trying to you know expand and make it uh, you know more visible that that women should be and are uh, you know able to make a difference in this industry. Uh, Apparently, there's only about sixty thousand women are are certified as pilots in the U.S. compared to a total pilot population of seven hundred thousand. So that's less than ten percent of the pilots and there is absolutely no reason why women shouldn't get into aviation in fact uh, i've said it many times some of the best flight instructors i've had have been women because they tend to uh be a little bit more uh, gentle Smarter. with the controls they they're a lot <laughs> easier they they understand this you know and and work really well i mean honestly my instrument instructor is still one of the best uh, and i really try to you know try to emulate what she taught me as I'm teaching other students. So, you know, the big problem is we don't see women as role models. You go to an elementary school and, You know, they ask them, well, what do you see as a career for yourself? Oh, I want to be a nurse or I want to be a doctor. I want to, you know, be a school teacher. Why? Because that's what they see women doing. They don't see them in the cockpit. And that's what we're, you know, the Women in Aviation Week and the Women in Aviation Organization is trying to change those perceptions. Right. And
1: set the example to say, hey, think about this option. You know, just like Rachel has become a, uh, you know, flight instructor and which is kind of cool. I mean uh you know that's never happened as far as I'm aware of them having a female flight instructor on The Bachelor, and I only know this because my wife and daughter make me watch a show over these years right the, you know, right the last 20 you don't years.
2: have any vested interest in watching the show every week none whatsoever, but
1: when there's uh-huh. a pilot you know on board uh you know and and fine for the bachelor's affections, I'm like, Wow, that's cool, that's awesome, so you know i mean it, it, that's good for women in aviation. she's setting a good example, I think I mean. You know, if you're a fan of The Bachelor, I guess. No comment, huh? No
2: comment. Not <laughs> okay. a fan of The Bachelor. You yeah, you're a liar. Yet?
1: see, there's people who watch, it, and then there's people who lie about watching it. So uh, uh, that's we something know about de- wetsuits, but
2: yeah, it, it applies.
1: Okay, so um, yeah, there. What what are they doing in uh, as far as events for women in aviation?
2: I, I haven't seen anything, you know, in specific, but they're just, you know, basically, it's more of a, uh, an awareness, you know. A
1: campaign
2: uh, the, and Exactly. be a part of the group and help us uh, spread the word. Right? You know, you know, when we we talk about an airline pilot, everybody pictures you know a guy with a beard and and epaulets, right? Well, they can actually have a ponytail and the same epaulets, and it's you know needs to be encouraged. And there women are are starting to figure that out. Um, they are starting to you know head down to the careers, uh, you know, getting their ratings, uh, and I think we need to encourage it. Yeah,
1: the more the merrier. You know, I, I don't we need think pilots. And yeah, I don't
2: think it matters whether you're male or female. Exactly, we just need pilots.
1: And I would say 99 of of the community probably feels the same way. Would you agree with me on that? I don't see any kind of like biased against uh, that. Uh, you know, they want one. I like you said, it's just a matter of setting up the role model situation where you know more ladies or more girls when they're growing up see that hey, I could be a, a a pilot Then I never thought about that just because of the image, maybe right. There's a perception. It's going to take a
2: long time to change those perceptions, but we're trying. I mean, I have uh, a niece uh, that is up in Minnesota and she's five years old right now, but she has been fascinated with airplanes. And I took her for her first airplane ride at age two. Her dad is a pilot and is actually, he just got his instrument rating last week. Well, his daughter would come with him during his instrument lessons. Which also happened to be taught by a female flight instructor. So, you know, here we are setting an example of, you know, the a female flight instructor teaching her dad, to the young girl in the back seat. So what is she gonna grow up? She's gonna know that pilots are girls. So let's I could do that too. It's it's just gonna take a couple more years and we'll hit that tipping point, I hope.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah, the more the merrier, like I said. I, I don't think there's a lot of there's, there's, the industry's not in the way. They would love more female pilots is, is kind of what I'm, uh, referring to in that regard. So it's just like you said, it's a perception problem, I think, where they, they don't consider it as an option, uh, when they're looking at career choices, maybe. And we just got to change that. All right. So, uh, we have another interesting story about what is this, a, a new, uh, product or something to what coat your, Wings with or what exactly?
2: It's a shark skin technology. Basically, it's like a plastic coating that they're applying to the wings of airplanes in an attempt to reduce the drag and improve the fuel efficiency.
1: It's based on shark skin, which is kind of a sandy, scaly kind of uh, thing. We know this because we're divers, right? That's right. Our diving uh, technologies are are filtering into flying airplanes. I think that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, we'll have to see how it works out for Swiss Air because they're putting it on a 747 right now. We'll see what the long term effects are, how much fuel it reduces and makes the airplane a little bit more efficient. All right,
1: Tom Haynes from AOPA coming up next on Just Plane Radio. Stay close.
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Get off my plane. Oh, that's a
1: little harsh. Come on now. Harrison Ford, competent attitude on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. I am Gregor, co-pilot, along with Captain Dennis, we're your crew, navigating the latest aviation news and information. However, we're joined by uh, AOPA's Tom Haynes right now uh, to to uh, add some real quality uh, crew crewmanship to this show. And uh, and and actually, Tom has some major news to uh, to share with us. It, it kind of debuted this week. And uh, we didn't say anything about it uh, already because, well, I, I knew we were going to have him on, and I just wanted to give him the floor so he could make the announcement if you haven't already heard. So, Tom, the floor is yours. What What is going on with you this week?
3: <laughs> well, I'm not sure major announcement is, is is the right term. Oh, um, of course certainly it is. It's pretty major for me, but I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, uh, it's big news. Yeah. Yeah, our April issue, which is just coming out in digital edition uh, this week, and uh, the mailed copies are are on their way. Uh, anyhow, has a message about uh, my retirement from AOPA after 34 years. Wow. Um, so I'm going to go do something else for a while. And although um, when I told Mark Baker, our president, about it last September, that I was uh, planning to leave in the spring, his first words were, A, are you sure? And then, B, won't you stick around and uh, and consult with us uh, at least through the end of 22? So, anyhow, I agreed to do that. So, you're About not ready me yet. Well, uh, well, yes, 34
1: around. years, though. I mean, what did you start when you were, what, six? I, I mean, yes,
3: yeah, it was. Yeah, you I, know, was, I, I was a child prodigy.
1: Yeah, Tom thing. is not an old guy. I mean, uh, we can see him <laughs> on the closed caption video, and we've met him several times over the years. I mean, uh, th- this seems a, a little premature from an age standpoint. I mean, you got plenty of, uh, adventures ahead of you my friend so was this something that is just time to you know change your flight plan kind of thing and you decided you want to do something else for a while or what
3: yeah you know it's been weighing on me um the idea that you hear all these people say you know there, there's you never hear anybody on their last day saying gee i wish i spent more time at the office yeah <laughs> uh, and and so um well i get to do really cool stuff in this role here at aopa and it's been wonderful for 34 years and i've, I've done amazing some amazing things met incredible people. Um, it, is, it is a pace uh, where I just like to have a little more control in my own schedule and be able to do some of the things that I want to do mm-hmm. um, without uh, necessarily a bunch of deadlines hanging over me. So uh, I'm going to go out and uh, do some charitable flying. Uh, you put my airplane to work for the good of others for for a change. Oh, cool! To do some pilots and pause kind of rescues. So you, uh, oh, rescue I thought you were talking and, about
1: you're going to fly me and Dennis to a dive yeah. site. No, that um, that's not the kind of charity you're talking. That's
2: about. not the charitable. Oh. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Well, no, throw no, us on the list. I
3: hadn't. Ha- I didn't have that on the mind, <laughs> okay. but.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: but, so, you know, uh, anyway. but but yeah, get, getting uh, having that time. Uh, while well, you can still enjoy it cuz like you like said he's, he he's you know he's not very old he he could he's got plenty of uh flying years ahead of him and i mean do you got some big adventures already planned have you, i mean obviously this has been in the works for a while kind of caught us uh, uh, off guard i got to say right. i didn't i didn't see this coming but um but obviously you've been thinking about this for a while. So has there been something like, Hey, I really wanted to do this. It's time to, to make this happen, that kind of thing, or, or what?
3: Um, There's some of that, you know, we've uh, want to do some camping, um, you know, just more time to be able to go explore the world. Uh, You know, I've been all over the world, literally in general aviation airplanes over the decades, but uh, usually it's parachuting in, you know, for a story, uh, an event, something like that. And then you're on your way. And, Literally for the last couple of years, I've been texting my wife when I find myself in some of these cool locations, and I'm like, "Add this place to the list. We need to come back." Right. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to some of those places uh, where I've been before, but actually spend some quality time there. Maybe even leave the airport from time to time, All right. and 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 go check it out. So, um, but I've already got some you know interesting opportunities are cropping up in aviation, um, and I definitely want to stay involved in aviation. So. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll see me around even after this year when my work at AOPA wraps up, um, and I plan to continue contributing content and stuff here uh, over the long term. So uh, you're not like I said you're not rid of me yet.
1: Well, there you go, and, and yeah, you've just announced it this week, and uh, but but like you said, you're you're going to go through the end of the year uh, in the official capacity, and still. Uh, you know, be a part of the community. I have no doubt. Uh, but in the meantime, you'll be at Sun and Fun doing your thing as you typically do. And I A-O- will AOPA Live will be going uh, full tilt. I would imagine, right uh, as usual. Yeah,
3: absolutely, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So nothing's changing. Uh, uh, definitely in the immediate future. So I don't know, Dennis. What do you think of this? Is this to catch you off guard or what?
2: Uh, uh, quite a bit off guard. I mean, uh, I really feel that Tom has become, you know, a major fixture on the show. I, you know, I've been very thankful to have met him and been introduced to so many amazing people in the industry through, you know, by association, I guess, is really the best way to say it. (laughs) I
1: can't help but think that, you know, after we've, uh, got to know him the last few years, we've kind of driven him out of the industry, uh, (laughs) was...
3: (laughs) We had some <laughs> Yeah, he just put me right over the top. Yeah,
1: yep. it was like, yeah, <laughs> this is a bad sign. I'm out, you know. But uh, but no, he, he's he been a good friend of Just Plain Radio and will continue to be uh, do so. Actually, maybe we will even have more time to, to play with us. I don't know.
3: Is yeah, I hope possibility. So. Yeah. I hope so, okay. yeah. How many times have you reach out to me and I said, ah, I can't do it, but I want to. So now, I'm, hopefully, there'll be more opportunities to do things like this.
1: Well, there you go. All right. we lo- We would love it. Of course. So, um, like, in the immediate future, are you getting geared up right now for Sun and Fun in, in April, or uh, what's on yeah, your radar? You,
3: yeah, you bet. Uh, we got a lot going on at the show this year, and um, uh, we're, we're doing things a little bit differently. Instead of having a big seminar tent, we're having kind of a smaller venue with more casual uh, kind of events going on, so come by the the AOPA booth, and uh, we've got kind of a hangout area hmm. uh, where you can just uh, chill. And uh, uh, you know, Mark Baker and I will be there. Bruce Landsberg from the NTSB is going to come by with some other NTSB folks. I think John and Martha King are going to come by the ten, and they're just holding sort of conversations uh, with with people, um, and that that'll all be scheduled. But so you can, you'll know when to come by. It's, it's yeah. going to be on our website and the signage at the show. So we'll have some cool airplanes uh, at our exhibits, including our sweepstakes uh tiger, which nobody has seen with its new paint scheme yet so that'll be the debut de- so debut explain
1: of that. that what 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 kind of uh, I don't I'm not familiar with a tiger I mean I know Dennis is <laughs> the Grumman but, yeah. oh, the, oh the Grumman okay okay so yeah. so uh, uh that ha that's uh is that open air? That's not an open-air one, is no,
2: it? No, it's a four-seat, uh, very similar to the Mooney. Um, okay. But it's uh, it's got a sliding canopy, which makes it kind of easy there to get in go. and out of. All right. Yeah. So
1: it's more of a classic uh, kind of uh, aircraft in that sense, right?
3: Go it ahead. is. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, like... Like Dennis said, it's a four-place fixed gear airplane and uh, really fun to fly. Sliding canopy is like you're flying a little fighter. Right. Uh, very uh, nicely uh, tight controls on it. And uh, this airplane is our sweepstakes airplane. So we've been working on it a couple years now, or 18 months, anyhow. It's got an all-new panel and it's just completed its uh, paint job and new interior. And so that'll all be new at uh, Sun and Fun. And then our sweepstakes wraps up uh, in the middle of May. And uh, then we'll award the airplane to somebody out there is going to win this thing so it's it's got a beautiful garmin panel and just great great equipment
2: and it. it's going to so be
1: the nice. the paint scheme can you give us a or tease us at all or is, it, is everybody going to be kind of surprised or is it going to be traditional or what
2: matterhorn uh-huh. white i bet right yeah i was going to say it has white on it
1: okay <laughs> that narrows it down right
3: But, uh, but that's part Uh, of
1: the big debut at, uh, Sudden Fun, I guess. Right. Okay. Yeah. And if
3: you look at our social media stuff, we've, we've, we've dropped some hints out there about what the paint scheme is going to be like. And actually, we, we posted quite a, quite a few months ago, a very, a number of schemes and asked for input from, uh, to get some feedback from folks. So, you know, you can go out, if you snoop around a little bit, you can get a sense of what it's like. But we've, we've got some cool things that, uh, I'll be interested to see everybody's reaction to the end number. We always try to come up with a class, uh, clever end number. So let's we'll see if you can figure this one out at first glance.
1: Mm. Dennis, have you have you already looked into this and and put in your I, guesses or no?
2: I saw the the schemes when they solicited it, but uh, you know I'm, I'm just waiting for it. I've got room in the hangar, so you know <laughs> you don't have to fly very far from Sun and Fun. Just you know you keep it there and just bring it down to me when you're in. You see, yeah.
1: yeah, we're pulling a last minute favor before he uh, leaves the offices of uh, AOPA. All right, Tom Haynes uh, hanging with us right now. We got more with him next on Just Plane Radio. Stay close.
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Maybe I should learn to fly. It's not too late, right? I could learn. What do you like best? The freedom? The view?
2: The solitude?
1: This is just playing Radio Greg your Co-pilot. That's me. Tom Hanch, from AOPA is uh with me as well. Dennis had to tap out. So we actually uh I think this is an improvement in the crew. Uh, I am going to say that since he's not here, Tom. So. Yeah. Yeah. Take that we know way. he
3: doesn't listen. So. Yeah,
1: well, and if if you ever, you know, want to get back into the biz, you know, feel free to just uh, you know, take his job. Yeah, just so playing radio.
3: A, a warm seat there, huh? <laughs> that's right.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if it's, you know, from him sitting there or something else. You, <laughs> you don't ask too many yeah. questions. You probably That's don't right. want to know. All yeah, right. It's, it's so, uh, look, there's a lot of stuff going on um, that, that Tom uh, covers with AOPA. You know, he's going to be doing this through the end of the year, even though he's going to be retiring uh, thereafter. And uh, I know there's uh, some news. Uh, or, well, there's a, a big award coming out. Uh, well, associated with Bob Hoover that uh, you have the skinny on. So what's going on with that?
3: Yeah, of course, you know, Bob Hoover was one of the greatest pilots of all time uh, and a World War II veteran and then a test pilot and, a, and an air show pilot and just a phenomenal guy. He died a few years ago. We lost him, but uh, really wonderful person. And so Absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we sort of took up the mantle of, of, of supporting the R.A. Bob Hoover trophy, which is meant to recognize other people uh, uh, living people who uh, have had an impact in aviation, and to encourage that sort of inspiration, and so we've been doing this for a few years. And then, in the next Hoover Trophy presentation, uh, is coming up March 23rd in Washington D.C. And um, this year, the winner is Wally Funk, and uh, she's an amazing person. Um, some twenty thousand hours, many much of it flight instructing, and been very instrument- impactful in a lot of people's lives through her instruction, but. She was one of the women who was trained by NASA back in the 60s, early 60s, as an astronaut. And then they didn't get to go into a space. You know, you, you've probably heard about it. There's been movies made about it, right. documentaries done, and that sort of thing. And so she went on with her life and stayed in aviation and has accomplished amazing things, including um, going into space last September with Blue Origin. Uh, she was invited uh, by Jeff Bezos to, to go up. And so she did and uh, had a wonderful time. And, uh, and, and she's very energetic for an 82 year old now. Right. And, uh, so anyhow, she's going to win the, uh, the, the Hoover trophy. So she'll be there accepting that. Uh, we also have the Charles, Charles McGee, the Brigadier General Charles McGee Aviation Inspiration Award named after Brigadier General, um, uh, McGee, who we just lost uh, a couple of months ago at 102. I think he was certainly 101. Um, but, uh, anyhow, so we've, we've got an award named after him for all the amazing things that he has accomplished in his life. And, um, Glenn Gonzalez from jet it, which is, uh, an aviation charter company is, is winning that, um, not only for his business inspiration of starting this company, but also because of all the things he's done in his military career, uh, he was a fighter pilot, like the general, and uh, and that sort of thing. So he's winning that. Garmin's going to w- win our big safety award for their autonomy suite, which is a whole suite of avionics packages that uh, have done an amazing job of helping protect pilots. And we've got a couple other awards, too. So it'll be a great evening on March 23rd. And everybody's welcome to come. You can find the registration information on our website and uh love to see you there
1: there you go and so and that's called what exactly the the event is what AOPA Awards Night i mean there's a yeah, ton there, of uh,
3: awards <laughs> yeah there are uh, primarily the, the big one of course is the RA Bob Hoover Trophy Award and so that's the event is basically named named after that so mm-hmm. uh, yeah if you if you google a 2022 uh Hoover Trophy Award something like that you can quickly find the
1: information yeah Bob Hoover what a great guy i mean it was funny i met him years ago when we were doing the show at the, at an and N-A-B-B, or let's see,
3: N-A-B-A.
1: Yeah, that, NBA, that one, right. Yeah. And we, he, they, it was in Orlando, and he was there uh, signing posters. And honestly, at the time, we had just started doing the show, and I didn't really know him very well. I, I, I knew a little bit. I was like, I know he's a big deal, and everybody's yeah. always gathered around him and, and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see if he'll just talk to me and uh, do a little interview with me for Just Plain Radio. I don't really know who he is, but what the hell? And so I went up to him as some you know dumb kid, and uh, he couldn't been as more gracious as anybody yeah. you'd ever meet. He was so That's nice. Bob. And then I made him say something really, you know, ridiculous like hey uh, you're listening to just plain radio here's greg the gregor co-pilot and some other guys <laughs> <And> <laughs> so he totally stepped up and made me look way better than i am um, so god bless yeah. him what a yeah. what a neat guy and then obviously then i learned about all the stuff he had done And it's just, it's uh, amazing what Bob Hoover, uh, the legacy he left. So that's a a great way to uh, celebrate his life for sure with that award. So, uh, you know, good stuff you're doing. Now, uh, I got to ask you, Tom, we've been talking about these YouTube videos probably for the last few months because Dennis Mm -hmm. was into them initially. And then I started getting hooked. You know, I'm watching these guys get these airplanes and it just seems to have exploded on YouTube where you know some guy will get a hold of a plane and then he'll cover the process of bringing it back to life you know like a restoration type project there's one on youtube right now that's getting crazy amount of views and and, uh, you know, uh, aviation enthusiasts, I think, are just uh, locked into it like I am. But you guys kind of started this stuff with the sweepstakes airplanes that you're restoring, <laughs> I think. You know, these are all like amateur guys. What's the official mechanic that you got to have overhaul? What, what is he? A,
3: he's a... An A&P. A- 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 right. A- P, or Airframe pilot. Yeah. Pilot plant mechanic. An A&P.
1: Yeah. A- so so th- these are just like guys that are like Dennis, who are very <laughs> know, mechanically... You know, uh, savvy, and and Dennis has even made the comment. He says, hey, you know, we uh, I could probably do this <laughs> with the help of one of these other." You know, I was like, "Hey, Bubba, what do you think? Think this is good overall, <laughs> or sets so a bad example for you know people uh, to see? Like, hey, maybe I could do this too, and they don't realize the nightmare their their can of worms are starting to open." I don't, I don't know, I, I but I I find it entertaining, like. I don't know, watching uh, Honey Boo Boo or something. It's not far from that. <laughs> what are right. your thoughts on that kind of stuff?
3: Well, I mean, you're right. Open the whole can of worms there um, because, you know, there are some airplanes that have been sitting around for a long time. that, you know, maybe they're salvageable, but there's an awful lot of them that maybe are just too far gone. And we've certainly discovered that. In the over the years, when we've been doing our sweepstakes airplanes since 1993 um, almost on almost an annual basis, we've fixed up uh, an, an airplane, an older airplane, and I'll tell you what: we reject a lot of ones uh, you know that we look at as candidates and then walk away from them because of issues that are just too complex, too uh, expensive to to overcome. But. Yeah. I mean, the important thing is, you know, these these airplanes are amazing how um, reliable they are and how right. durable they are. And so, while it may look really shabby, the important thing is, you know, what's that wing spar like? Uh, um, and there's some things that, you know, if it goes uh, and, and not serviceable, then it's pretty much all over. But if you've got a good wing spar... And, good uh, flight controls and all that sort of thing everything else in the airplane is pretty much replaceable if you're willing to throw the money and time at it right Uh, if you have an endless
1: budget it's fine i guess and you know a lot of these youtuber guys they are like you know taking donations (laughs) they're getting so many views and then people are like oh i'll give them a dollar help them out so it's a very intriguing concept that they're doing i just don't know if it's you know, uh, while I find it very entertaining, I just don't know if it's a good thing or it's, you know, <laughs> letting more people down a path that uh, they may, be, may regret. I, yeah, I, I don't but, know. I, I'm not sure yeah. what the
3: answer is there. Well, you know, in the case of Warbirds, a lot of these professional uh, restorers of Warbirds, for example, I mean, they start out literally with sometimes with a data plate, you know, and pretty much nothing else. And they fabricate everything else. Now, those are not certified airplanes. But... um it's amazing. And the, and the great thing about that is, you know, they really are preserving a piece of history. We, we have more of some models of, of World War II airplanes, more airplanes flying today than we did 40 years ago. A lot of them are in scrap piles, yeah. you know, not long after the war. And they just kind of sat there and people have figured out that there's a market out there for them. And they buy things like P-51s, T-28s and, you know, mosquitoes and some of the others out there. And, and they spend millions of dollars in some cases having these things professionally restored and they are spectacular oh by no time. doubt yeah. better than new most cases if you got the right bones uh, in an airplane there's a lot you can do with it
1: okay well there you go i mean i now you put it like that is like well why not if youtube gives them uh, another way to fund those efforts i think maybe it's a good thing i find it entertaining regardless right, right. up there with the bachelor so <laughs> on that disturbing note we'll wrap it up till next
3: time remember there's no better high than learning to fly
0: The flying and the aviation lifestyle.